This is a podcast from Rover. Yes, we're here with uh, Carter's Tyres, the agricultural tyre specialist. Their local fleet service vehicles will come to you. Visit carters.co.nz or call 0800 4 Carters. Well, we've been hearing a lot lately about farm inflation and escalating costs. Talking a lot about it here on Rex. Uh, various industry surveys and reports have found farmer confidence is at its lowest level in over a decade. And while some are choosing to cash in and walk off the land, there's still around 50,000 operating farms in New Zealand. So what can be done to mitigate the rising costs on farm? Rachel Fraser is an agribusiness advisor at Findex, and she joins us now. Good morning, Rachel. Welcome onto the show. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Firstly, uh, you're based at the top of the South Island, which suffered uh, a lot in those recent floods. Uh, how are people coping at the moment? Yes. Yep. So I'm um, based in Nelson, and um, a number of my clients have been hit uh, for the second time in 15 months with big floods. Um, so yeah, they are well struggling to be fair. Um, at least it's sunny now, so things are drying out. But we've still obviously got a lot of um, issues with access to farms and just you know grass is absolutely destroyed with um, with all the rain that's come down, the um, salt intrusion as well. So um, a lot of coastal farms too. So. Yep. Yeah. Tough times. Okay, so these are tough times and it's a it's a triple whammy, isn't it? Because if you if you look at the various industry surveys and and we see that farmer confidence is already uh low, is that is that what you're finding in these particular clients too? They have these natural disasters all on top of that. Yeah, um it certainly does question um whether they sh- should still be farming. And I, I guess the good thing is, though, is that the farmers around them have rallied around them and, um, you know, taken stock off, stock off farm for them and helped them out. But, yeah, I mean, it has been sort of a, a hiding to nothing for two years in a row for some of these guys at, you know, carving time as well. Mm. So it's sort of, um, yeah, not a great start to the season. No, not at all. But Rachel, so this is the thing, and this is where you come into it, because that's the picture painted, and we do hear a lot about, um, you know, all the things that are, are going against farmers at the moment. But some people don't want to give up the farm. They want to stay doing what they love doing and producing uh, food for people. So what can be done on farm then to sort of help mitigate some of these economic headwinds? This is your this is your wheelhouse. So what are you uh, what are you telling people? Yeah, so the big thing is having a budget and um, sticking to it, reviewing it, not just sticking it in your bottom drawer and going, good, that's done, Here's, we've given it to the bank and that's it. Um, you know, regularly reviewing it and reviewing it line by line. Like there's a lot of things that um, you, you sort of just roll over from the previous year, but it is a matter of really looking into that capital expenditure and going, do we have to do it? Um, can it be deferred or has it been deferred long enough? You know, same with maintenance, um, fertiliser as well, um, and actually looking into the suppliers as well. And, you know, a lot of farmers sort of have been with the same supplier for many years, but um, this is the time with rising costs to actually, you know, shop around and, and have a look into them and see if you can better, get a better deal somewhere else. Yeah, it's important that one. Are you right? I mean, so so you can look at a budget, and then you can look at it with the fine tooth comb, and they're two very different things, aren't they? And what you're saying is that line by line, and uh, I think you're right in terms of um, yeah, some of your suppliers and stuff as well. There, you, you, there could be options for 
for alternatives, cheaper alternatives, uh, you know, in terms of supplies and things like that as well. So that's the first point. Um, what about, though, when it comes to some of those bigger concerns out there that we hear about all the time? You've got climate change policy, compliance costs, things like that, that probably they can't really be avoided, but there must be some sort of ways that you can try and mitigate some of those. Yeah, and it's that that whole, I guess, plan, you know, when you sit back in sort of March, April and do that budget for the year, that all has to be factored in because, I mean, yes, we don't have the um, outcome, what's going to happen um, with the Haywell Kirikinora um, Know Your Number stuff, but it is going to happen, um, something is going to happen, and so you've just got to factor that in, get onto it and do the best you can with juggling everything in terms of, you know, interest rates and, and everything else that farmers have to deal with at the moment as well. I guess the one good thing is we do have a, um, a, a reasonably high uh, milk price at the moment. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's weighing up that long-term benefits, the costs, and how you're going to get to that end, end goal, really. Mm, look, um, we, we, look I, here, here it goes, so slightly devil's advocate. Rachel, um, there are some, yeah, as you've said, uh, and it's not just the milk payout, it's across the lamb, uh, the beef, uh, they'd be two of the, the two of the really strong uh, returns at the moment, and with the dollar threatening to go under 60 cents, I mean, there's a pretty good upside to things too, isn't there? Is, are you surprised by just how low farmer confidence is, given some of these survey results? Um... Yes and no. I think farmers have been hammered with policy over the last sort of two, two, three years and they just get hammered and hammered and hammered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, last time we did have high prices, particularly in the milk price, um, you know, we had a high price and then it halved the next year. And so people were, I think, did get um, caught off guard a bit by that. It's just how quickly things dropped. And so I think farmers, you know, are quite weary that, um, yes, we've had some good returns coming in, but it's also sort of a matter of time when they drop back down to normal levels or even um, below the uh, long-term averages. Yeah, because I guess you could say that your, your dollar is driving a lot of these good returns and, and the beef particularly, or the lamb, uh, is aided by what happened with the, what was it, the... Uh, in in South uh, in Africa with the pork dom, what was the uh, the swine? Oh, yep, yeah. um, African swine, swine flu. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rachel, I've got a question for you in regard to last week. We we talk a lot about agritech and the the future of farming and the various tools that will be available to, I guess, mitigate some of the challenges that uh, are going to be put on farmers. And one of the things that I thought about was this combination of experience and technology in finding some way to get a generation of farmers who are completely sort of, I guess, see themselves floundering around agritech and, and technology. But man, if we could harness the experience and, and find a way to get the technology through to some, and I'm talking probably 45-year-plus farm, 45-year-old plus, you know, 50-year-old, in that whole generation, those people could be yep. so could be unstoppable. They could be dangerous if we could sort of harness the two and and and, and get it working in unison and and sort of get them over the hurdle or the mental block of of what agri tech could possibly mean. 
Yeah, and and it is a tough one because, um, well, I know from my own family, um, mm. you know, they were older generation, and this is how they've done it for the past twenty, thirty years, and that's how they're going to do it. And so, getting them um, to change the mindset and get into the the digital age, I guess you'd say, is has been difficult. Um, and it really is that next generation, to be honest, that's driving that digital um, age. But it yep. is so important. I mean, like, you know, in terms of the financial, at least, um, you yep. know, you've got that real-time supporting um, reporting. So as soon as you've done your GST return, you can be running those budget versus actual reports, seeing how you're doing, seeing if you've been, you know, blowed out your expenditure and, and something can need to rein it in. Um but then there's so many different apps to, um, you know, look after your fertiliser, your health and safety. Like, and I guess the the one problem is is that there's so many. It's choosing the right one yeah. for your farming mm. situation, and then trying to get them to all talk to each other. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the big thing. Is at the moment is you're renting the same information into multiple systems, which is not ideal. And you know time-consuming and and I guess the old the older generation go oh, throw your hands up at this I want my paper records type thing yeah, yeah I can understand that yeah a hundred percent um I wanted to ask you as well about uh, obviously debt that's a big one and uh, you know we hear um, a few sort of anecdotal things from time to time um, I heard one recently about uh, farmers just going to the bank manager and just talking to them and finding ways to um, you know, alleviate some of the stress and the pressure, and I, I mean, you know, again, anecdotally, but I have heard that um, people, uh, the the banks are quite receptive to that in the rural space. Um, is that something you'd advise? And and in your experience, um, you know, is that something that you that people have reported back to you in terms of their dealings with banks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that having those conversations are really key because you might be able to get some better deals. Um, you know, if you just sort of let things slide along, then the banks are just going to, you know, let things slide along also. And if you're Mm. in a good position, you're paying your debt off and whatnot, then you're not really a concern to the bank. But if you can front foot that and get in there and have those conversations and try and, you know, get a a lower interest rate or better terms, then, you know, it's all going to help. And in the um, situation that we're in with the rising interest rates, rising costs, I mean, the more... I guess certainty you can have, um, the better to be fair. It's all about having the conversation, isn't it? There we go. That is Rachel Fraser. Thank you for joining us, Rachel, Findex Agribusiness Advisor. Have the conversation. Look for the better deal. Dom, the other thing too, I suppose, you know, we've had the conversation uh, regularly uh, with Conrad Wilkshire and Property Brokers team, and and she's not a bad time to be exiting the land if that's the decision you're going to make. Yeah, that's and and well, this is the point. Um, and that's why I mentioned at the start there in that intro. I just had a look at the amount of um, farms in New yep. Zealand, uh, working farms, and it is a, it's around that fifty thousand mark, according to uh, I think it was Stats NZ as well. It's dropped, it was around seventy thousand not that long ago as well. But because because you and I and and lots of other people are hearing these stories as well about um, you know people exiting. Um, I just heard another one this week of someone you know doing it for decades and decades and 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 in the line of you know generations as well but just yep. going you know what 
I don't need the stress. I don't need this at the moment. Um, I can, you know, I can sell this and I can go and do the things that I want to do and live sort of stress-free. But the problem with that is, of course, it's, uh, that's not for everybody. A lot of people no. enjoy what they, they do and they don't want to exit. And, you know, they might want to hand the land down to the children yep. or whatever it might be. Um, so so a, a discussion going forward, and let's just put this one in the diary, is the, the, the sort of exiting without exiting plan. I think we should, you know, mm. and we have touched on that quite a bit uh, over the years, but time to perhaps have a, a, a revisit to that. Right, I hope we'll uh, take a little break and come back and wrap up part one of Rural Exchange Rex.